Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 63 of the Cadaver Lab podcast. I'm Mike, and with me, as always, is the man, the legend, the Kruger dude, Johnny. What's up? What's up, mofos? <laughs> you... Do you like do you like uh, try out your 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 intro every week? Because I am just shocked at how great they always are. No, I actually for the first like ten episodes or five episodes, I didn't have anything to say. I was like, hey, <laughs> so I'm trying to like just come up with something new every time. Mofos. <laughs> no, that's great. Um, I want to throw something out there to our listeners first and foremost. Uh, hopefully. I've been really trying to dick around with with my recording equipment and and my the computer settings and all sorts of crap to make the show better for you. Not really, just to make it easier for me. <laughs> but but uh so if there are any technical issues, I apologize already, but hopefully we're we're going to try to take this uh take the cadaver lab up a notch in quality today. Um however, having said that, uh Steven and I recorded classics before I had perfected everything. So. <laughs> before you, before you uh, called a NASA to, fix, to modify everything? Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, here's the deal. It's still recorded, and I'm going to try to I'm gonna try to salvage it. Because his stuff sounds great. My stuff sounds like I'm talking <laughs> like that. So was that loud? Well, I mean, you were uh, being attacked by a werewolf, so. I was. It sounded like I was being attacked by a werewolf. So what I'm going to do is if I can't salvage it, I'm just, well, either way, I'm just going to throw it onto the end of the show. So, you know, you're not going to – so if you don't want to listen to it because the audio quality sucks, it, which is bad because Stephen and I talked about a movie called The Witchfinder General, oh. which starred uh, uh, Vincent Price, and it was amazing. It was an amazing movie. I freaking love that movie. Oh, it's and excellent. Just, oh, you saw it too? Oh, dude, that's one of the best witch movies ever. Dude, it, it's it's – I mean, obviously, I don't want to spoil Cadaver Classics, but it, that's that's probably one of my all-time favorite Vincent Price uh, uh portrayals of all time i well, loved him in that uh if anybody wants to uh check out an awesome review of it also there's a guy on youtube rainbow real cinema and he just put a review of it up like a few days ago and, sweet man and he's awesome man like all of his reviews kick ass um is that your new pseudonym what's that you, i mean is that your like your alter ego no no oh okay no it's not me no, this guy's this guy's from england oh cool yeah, he's awesome, man. He's a he's a listener to uh, Cadaver Lab. What? Yeah, he tells me all the time how great he's enjoying the or how he's enjoying the show. We have listeners. Uh, yeah, I assume so. <laughs> wow i I thought it was the I thought it was just the people that we paid to call in. Yeah, you know, every once in a while, like hey Johnny T and uh, and uh, Zoe, we'll, we're gonna throw you thirty bucks. Uh, of course, that's like two pounds. I haven't or, sent the checks out yet. Oh, good. Well, cancel them. They already called in. Shit. <laughs> that's gonna be, no, I'm just teasing. No, but that's cool. I'll have to check it out. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. Do you have a URL to, to uh, pimp? Honestly, um, not off the top of my head. I imagine it would be uh, youtube.com slash user slash rainbow real cinema. Because real that's, that's, as in R-E-E-L? R-E-E-L. Cool. He's, um, I imagine that because that's the name of his, uh, his uh, video. What would you call that? Like his uh, <laughs> channel. Oh, sweet. I'm on YouTube, and I can't even think of it. Ah, who cares? We haven't seen your nipple yet, so nobody's watching. By the way, I got some requests uh, to, to really push you on showing your sparkly nipples on a Kruger Nation review. Really? Yes, I did. Oh, I have did some I? awesome ones coming up, dude. Not it, nipples, it, but I have an awesome like review. I'm doing a, 
just not to spoil anything, but I'm doing the uh, top five douches in horror history. Just oh, sweet! I'm doing some really cool stuff coming up, so I'm, I'm excited about that. No, I can't wait for it. And uh, obviously, we're going to post those all up in Cadaver Lab. And uh, if you haven't seen Kruger Nation, give them the URL, my man. Hell yeah! YouTube.com/slash user/slash Kruger Nation. And so go there, and you can comment and, and subscribe and do all that stuff. I always post them on Cadaver Lab, but you can watch them there. But make sure to to go to Johnny's page and and uh, do whatever people do there. <laughs> I know what they do there. I don't want to talk about it on the show, but I know what they do. What? Oh, dude! By the way, <laughs> by the way, uh, uh, no, I'm not even going to bring it up. Stephen sent me a fun present for my birthday. Uh, you know, it's been so long, but but uh, since my birthday happened, but but we haven't recorded in forever. He sent me. Um, I just wanted to publicly thank him for the anal beads. Are you serious? Yes. Um, I actually took them out. We use them more of a BDSM type of deal, you know, <laughs> because they leave a nice trail of welts. Um, yeah, but I have to. I have to. I have to. Uh, I. He he said I should use lubrication, but I'm not going to. And I'm going to have uh, my wife pull them out like she was starting up a lawnmower. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, that is bad. Uh, anyways, thanks a lot, Stephen. Hey, one time I, I had my guy. my mower cord like rip right out, so <laughs> it broke it broke away from it. <laughs> You don't want that happening. <laughs> no. Oh, I yeah. I'm also afraid of. Uh, never mind. I was. I was gonna. Huh. Wow. Wow. Let's take the show in a different direction to start out with. Uh, uh, music for this episode. We're gonna have a couple of special uh, musical items today. Um, first of all, Johnny has chosen a couple of tunes uh, that he's gonna be sending over that have to do with our topic for today, which is witches. Which you know what you know what after watching all the movies today by the way just as a quick side note I think that most witches are lesbians and most witches aren't ugly at all are hot yeah because I, I can't think of any like even in uh, superstition where the witch was like more violent and brutal uh-huh. she still was not bad looking I would say not ugly for sure no no a- anyway so we're gonna be playing a couple of those and then there is a uh, local band from here in Salt Lake City called Victims Willing. And uh, we're going to be playing a couple of their tunes. They are actually featured at uh, the Summer's Dead Festival, which was a couple of weeks ago, two or three weeks ago here in Salt Lake City. It was pretty fun. We did some barbecuing. We did some uh, music and free beer, free food. Lots of people showed up. It was awesome. And actually, next episode, I'm going to be playing some music from a band that showed up from San Francisco called Spawn Atomic. They're a horror punk band. And uh, they, were, they were freaking awesome, too. And they were really cool. cool they were called Spawn Atomic? So. Spawn Atomic. Oh, Spawn Atomic. Or was it and Spawn Atomic? Spawn Atomic, yes. Oh, you San Francisco. And <laughs> just <laughs> anyway, they were really cool. They, they, uh, they're, I'm, I'm hoping to get those guys to come back. Well, not me personally, but I hope they come back to Salt Lake City soon because we had a freaking great time with those guys. Uh, uh, speaking of sending stuff out, uh, uh, I've sent out a – well, I, no, I haven't sent them out. I've put together a couple of the Who Else Said That prizes, and I'm going to be sending them out this Friday. So sorry that you haven't got them yet. And, in fact, you'll probably get them before you hear this episode, but still, they're on their way. I felt like I put together some good packages – um, I'm good at handling packages. It, it, uh, you know, just just I know how to how to feel them and touch them right to make them, you know, excellent. So there you go. Those are on their way out. Um, and let's see. Well, that's about it for this one. Remember, uh, Victims Willing is from Salt Lake City. Look them up. VictimsWilling.com. 
uh, but we're going to be playing that. So if a song sounds like punk, it's them because I don't know. I haven't figured out what order I'm going to play them in yet or anything like that. But but uh, plus Johnny's going to be sending over a couple of tunes. So anyhow, man, what's been going on? Oh, not a whole lot, man. I've uh, seen a few movies in the theater. Yeah, I went and saw Machete last weekend, and I thought oh, how was, was it? Oh, it was pretty badass. You know, I never really thought Michelle Rodriguez was cute until I saw Machete. And now I Are think you she's, serious? Now I think she's smoking hot, dude. Dude, I... She always had kind of a boy face to me, but oh my god. Well, her, that's because that's she's always like like ba- like bowing her head and looking up to you right below her eyebrows and yeah. you know, like that badass dude look. Because that's how I look at everyone. <laughs> and, and then my contacts pop out, and it's really irritating because my eyes don't like being in that position. Now oh, you're on the ground looking for your, your contact. Yeah, and that's just not badass at all. No, she... I mean... Oh my god, her body is so banging, dude. Really? Oh my yeah, the movie was it was excellent. I mean if you like like Planet Terror and that stuff, you'd love it. Oh, I loved Planet Terror. I saw the Expendables. Was oh also... I, I saw that too. I love that movie. Oh, now. I would say Has that's... it been that long? The, yeah. the, we haven't talked about the Expendables on here yet? No. Uh, it man, has been forever so. since we recorded then, huh? It seems like it. Wow. The Expendables was awesome, dude. I loved that movie. I would say it's in the top three movies I've seen this year. Well, I've I haven't seen a whole lot in the theater, but uh I actually went and saw Eat Pray Love and I actually thought that was a joyous um romp and of, of a a girl's soul awakening and getting to know herself for the very first time. <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah, I didn't I didn't even see it. I'll say dude, like <laughs> you were about to lose a whole lot of credit if you went and saw that one in the theater. No, I Well, you do have a wife though, so. Oh, I, that's true, but I yeah, we you know what's funny is I even uh well, we were thinking about because they came out on the same day, and so Expendables in that movie, and we're thinking, ah, what do we got to go to? I'm like, Amber, you know which one I want to see. You make the choice, though, because it, it happened to be her turn to choose, and uh, she chose the Expendables, which is good because then uh, I got to choose the next movie, um, which we won't even mention on this show. <laughs> did I've she go with you to that? Yeah, she did. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, you know what I liked about the Expendables? Well, I mean, I liked everything in the movie, but. You mentioned Eat, Pray, Love came out the same day. Yeah. Well, Expendables had Eric Roberts in it, and Eat, Pray, Love had Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts in it, And it's it, yep. probably the first time that he's ever beat his sister at the box office. About time. Like, ever. I, he, I'm sure he beats his sister at, you know, at home and at family parties because she's such a dumb bitch. But she looks like a let's horse. A, let's at least hope that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he puts, he, I've heard, uh, and this is a fact, I've heard he puts peanut butter in her mouth whenever she's sleeping to make it look like she's talking. <laughs> <laughs> and he sit, he video records her, and every time she does that, he's like, Wilbur. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was a Mr. Ed reference. Eat it. That's right. Okay. Hey, I think a lot of our listeners will appreciate that. Unless Why, they're... you them all old? Oh, no. <laughs> unless they're a lot. I, I know who Mr. Ed is. Well, Nick at night, man. Hell yeah. Is it still that's on? Right. I don't know. I didn't think it was still on. I don't even know if Nick at night's still on. Yeah, it is, but it's like George Lopez and shit now. Like, it's not even old stuff. It's stuff that just got taken off the air like a month ago. <laughs> so they can just syndicate real easily and for cheap. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. That's awesome. I remember when Nick at Night used to be like Petticoat Junction and like I Love Lucy and crap. I I just remember the Donna Reed show, and I can't remember this, the daughter's name of Donna Reed, but when I was really young, I wanted to bone her. I think it was even before I knew what boning was, I wanted to bone her. <laughs> It's like, why did that girl make me feel funny and tingly? <laughs> you got rigor mortis of the junk. Exactly, man. Wow, awful. <laughs> Dude, 
come on. I know you did, you didn't want to bring this up, but uh, Piranha, man. We saw Piranha. And I just want to say that somebody out there, all you people, screwed me, I think. Why is that? of all the hype that was there for it, everything that was, oh, my gosh, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen, it was okay to me. Dude, you didn't. I thought it was the best movie I'd seen like in the last ten years, at, at least the last ten years. You're part of the problem. Well, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I know I actually, you. I, I just didn't like it at all. You know, my main problem with the new Piranha, what was that? You watch the first one that was directed by Dante, and you watch the second one with that was directed by Cameron. Uh huh. And they were made like they. It, I really think they were trying to be somewhat serious on it, and they came out so fun and campy. This one tried too hard to be campy, and it failed on its face. Like it just, it just, it landed right on its face, man. You know what? I'm not going to disagree with you there, but I have one thing that that made this movie for me: two naked sea nymphs frolicking in the water. Nothing. No. <laughs> Really? I, well, I looked over at Shelly at that point, and I said, this is really getting over the t-. Like, I didn't enjoy the movie until the final, all the killing at the end. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is really, this is pretty good. Because, I, you know, I love Tits as, long, as much as the next guy, but I can see them in, like, any movie, and I want my movie right. to be more than that. Well, plus, some of the movies we watched today, or for this show, they, they blew away Piranha 3, or Piranha, yeah, Piranha 3D's nudity. Oh, yeah. Well, like, I mean. Destroyed I- it. I have no problem with fake boobs either, but man, <laughs> does every girl in your movie have to have fake boobs, Piranha? <laughs> like, really? Can Please, you me not tell get... me, Piranha. Yeah, tell can... me. <laughs> Somewhere, Piranha's in there. Yes, yeah. I agree. You know, it's you know, it's funny. Is uh, I always I always kind of get a laugh when Jerry O'Connell is in a movie because he's such a bad actor. He's just, I, I don't know what it is, but everything he's in, I just think, are you kidding me? If Listen, he's not, if he's not fat and like poking a dead body with a stick, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Was that Stand by Me? Yeah. <laughs> that guy's been piss fucking terrible in everything he's been in. Besides well, wh- that, wh- why? What has he been in besides this? Because I know I've seen him in stuff. And he, you know what? It's funny. He even has like a a, t- a little brother that's like his clone. Oh yeah. And they're both. They're as bad. They're just. They're. I mean, listen. In this movie, I can see he was trying to be all terrible and whatever, but I, I don't think he was I just, trying. I said they, th- I think they just told him to act. I, yeah, maybe. I just thought, I, whenever he's in a movie, I just think, oh my gosh, really? Oh, yeah. This is bad. Plus, he's old balls. I mean, he's older than I am. He, oh, yeah. He was in uh, Sliders, Kangaroo Jack. Um, oh, Kangaroo Jack. S- S- that's two. the movie. She wasn't Scream 2? Yeah, he got shot in the chest. It was pretty cool. Oh, I haven't seen that in a long time. But, um, you know, another complaint I have about Piranha 3D? What? The one chick in the whole movie that, that I actually wanted to see naked didn't you get didn't naked. See. Elizabeth Shue. <laughs> she she was the most quality woman in that movie. She she's she's getting older, but she's still really hot. Oh yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, she's she like better nice. looking now than she was in Karate Kid. Yeah, I still think her best uh, was um, Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, I haven't seen that in forever, dude. Oh, and she wasn't she in uh, Leaving Las Vegas with Nicolas Cage. Are you shitting me? Like, I would even know that. Dude, that's a cool movie, man. It's, it's like, <laughs> depressing as all hell, because she's, like, a hooker, and he's an alcoholic, and they get together and have, like, the shittiest life together. I actually have no... I actually have not seen that. Hey, you get to see... There's a scene where she's pouring champagne all over her naked body, and he's licking it off her. In in the Vegas one? Yeah. Or lo- really? Yep. Wow, maybe I ought to check it out. If I'm remembering the movie correctly, I'm pretty sure. Is I it don't... really that easy? Am I really that cheap? 
Yeah, I think so. I just hooked hooked you in, man. I'm so stupid. Well, yeah, I'll be honest with you. It doesn't hurt. You know what's sad, though, is that's the reason I saw it. Because someone told me when it first came out, they're like, oh, you got to see it, man. Elizabeth Shue gets naked. I was like, oh, I need to borrow that. (laughs) They they lent me the the VHS of it. I was like, oh, awesome. Yeah, you remember VHS, how, like, it it degraded over time, so the the parts where you watched the most were always you know the fuzziest. Oh, and the tracking would fuck up, and you'd have to like go adjust the tracking every time. Exactly, except for it wasn't the tracking; it was just the quality of the tape. Yeah, but because my dumbass was through. trying to adjust the tracking. Oh, oh right, right. I see. Uh, yeah, that's the problem. It wasn't that. It, it's like people who borrowed my VHSs were like, "Why is every nude scene in every one of these movies have shitty tracking?" Well, there, there was a guy they interviewed a while back who said that um, he owned a huge video store in the 80s, and he said that his co- every copy of Fast Times Ridgemont High that he <laughs> that came back had glitch or had messed up parts, like the film would mess up right at the Phoebe Cates pool pool scene. Oh, duh! Right? Yeah, every guy paused that. Oh, of course. I think Judge Reinhold still pauses that. <laughs> Is Judge Reinhold still capable of working complex machinery like a VHS? He was working some machinery in that movie. Well, That's probably yeah, what he spanks was... off to is himself beating off in the movie. <laughs> That's gross. Oh, my gosh. Judge Reinhold, you are the hottest guy, Judge Reinhold. I love you, Judge Reinhold. Ah! Oh! He probably well, listens to the damn show. He's probably like our one celebrity listener. It's like, yes. screw those guys. I'm not giving them backstage, or uh, what is it, like red carpet passes to Beverly Hills Cop 4. Listen, you're talking You're talking to the close talker in Seinfeld, okay? Oh, yeah. Get off my back, you asshole. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why you got a lisp all of a sudden. but That's awesome. <laughs> Sweet, dude. <laughs> we went, like, way off on that one. <laughs> uh, how do we get to Judge Reinhold's I don't spanking? even know, man. <laughs> I blame you. <laughs> that's great. Oh, uh, well, that's sweet, man. Man, um, so we got a, we got some uh, feedback for the – well, since the Argento show. Man, it's been forever. I feel bad. We, we need to step up our game. I'll, it's been a busy little while, but uh, hopefully that's all in the past, and we are going to be moving ahead for it strongly, I guess you could say. Well, I'm already working on the next show with notes and stuff, so I think we can probably get the next one out pretty fast. Well, so Faster. you'll be ready. Fast. Okay. No, cool, man. Well, do you want to do some uh, some voicemails? Hell yeah. Hi, guys. I was just listening to the start of the show, and I just got one thing to say to, uh, to Steve, and it's like, good eye, Skippy. What's with the Australian? What's all that about? It's like, I, I appreciate the effort, though. It's getting there. There's bits of it that are actually, like, coming along, you know, the... Kind of bits of it. I'll I'll let him know properly. I'll send you an email and let you know a bit more in detail. I think, and it's flogging a dead horse. Flogging a dead horse. Okay. I can't even think what the other ones are because I was cringing so much. But the effort's appreciated. I just wanted to say, and I'm madly in love with Stephen anyway. So there's no need for it. So please don't put me through any more of it. Okay. I'm a bit concerned how I can spread my love equally between everybody, but we'll see how we go. I'm, I'm going to go to the, listen to the rest of the show now, but I've got two questions as well before I go, and that's, um, <clears throat> this is to Krug first, to Johnny. Does 36 count as a MILF or a cougar? I just want to know that. 
and to the both of you, I suppose, does the offer of the bud sex extend internationally? Okay? I'll just let you ponder on that and get back to me at some later date. Great show so far. Um, keep it up. I'll speak to you soon. Bye. All right, so uh, 36 is a cougar or a milf. Uh, 36 would be, I'm going to go ahead and say milf. Because I think a cougar is someone probably a lady in her 40s. Yeah, uh, but dude, don't you have to have a kid? I mean, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, just, c- couldn't you be like, like, well, like, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is like some big thing that we that I need explained out to me. But I figured if you were a mother, that, you know. Yeah, I, and, I think of a cougar as, yeah, I guess a MILF could be anything from like 20 to 40 because, you know. They're starting young, but and, and of course we we have the final say because we know what we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then a uh, cougar is, I guess, without child and someone older like that, or like, with child, or with, and because then, most of them do. I wonder if it's just because they go after you like they they are the predator. I think so. Well, I don't the, even know the you predator know like after Schwarzenegger. <laughs> you are one ugly motherfucker. And then once you get, I think once you get about fifty-five plus, you you enter the mature category. Yeah, you're you start with the G milf. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I said that with excitement. Or like the old 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 lady cougar. I don't know. <laughs> these are all these are all questions that I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go consult my uh, psychic anal beads. I'll be right back. Just kidding. <laughs> psychic anal beads. <laughs> exactly. Dude, uh, next one up from Johnny T. Sweet. Hello, chaps. It's Johnny from the UK. Just a little thing on your uh, who else said that from your Argento episode. I always jerk off before a scene. It's got to be Dario Argento just before he gets uh, Asia's breasticles out before he starts filming. Weird sicko. Although, if she was my daughter, I would probably still baff her. Oh, it's an outrage. Wrong. Bollocks. Goodbye. Um, <laughs> what? What? Uh, wow! That really? was a pretty good one, but that was also a, a, a wee bit disturbing. You know what? Uh, Gracie's poppy had one. Oh, by the way, uh, let me let me play. He he called. I think he felt a little uh, a little uh, uh, perverted, or was that an Australian accent? I can't honestly. He, he said By it. the way, when Zoe when Zoe was saying that's what's up, that's an Australian accent. I couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> well, I don't know, but anyway. Uh, yeah, so I think he felt a little bit weird about it. So I'm going to play the next one. Okay. Hey, it's Johnny from the UK again. Just to reply to my last voicemail, I am not a perv. It sounded real pervy. But that was actually said to a girl that we was out with one night by a man. Very strange. Anyway, it's Dario that's a perv, not me. See you later. Bye. Wow, I wouldn't be so sure. <laughs> I mean, you, you can try to talk yourself into believing that all you want, but wow. <laughs> you know, I think once you, you know... I don't think it gets much weirder than uh, filming your own daughter nude anyway, so. You know what? I still, well, I guess besides trauma, I, you know what? I've been watching a shitload of Argento since then. Like, I watched Phantom of the Opera, Giallo. Wait, did we do Giallo for the show? No. Okay, I watched Giallo. I watched, uh, do you like Hitchcock? I watched, uh, I finished watching uh, uh, Phenomena. Oh, yeah. And there's still a few others I need to, I need to watch, but I you know what I am sorry I I like his movies you know they're all not awesome, um, but with the with the exception of maybe Trauma they all have that Argento 
esque type of feel, and maybe Phantom of the Opera it, that kind of seemed more polished than the other ones, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, it was. But but Asia uh, was in it, so yeah, Phantom of the Opera was good, but it was definitely like a pretty weird take on that story. Well, and my wife was like mesmerized by Julian Sands' hair, <laughs> like the whole time. She's like, "That is gonna fall off. I want to see it fall off." I'm like. Like Argento is the master cinematographer and director. He, there's no way that he would let that fall off, and that you would know it may fall off, but you will never know because he is a master. <laughs> that's, that, no... that's how that, that's how I talk when I pull out the film <laughs> snob in me. That's the gag reel. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I, I from now on I'm just gonna start pulling that out. Uh, the voice, not anything else. You sickos. <laughs> well, you see right here, his hair did fall out, but Argento. Wanted him to do it again, <laughs> but that's a, that's a, that you know. Sorry, I, I guess that guy's already been taken. I shoun't have even tried my awesome voice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. Oh man, um, that was awesome. Oh, uh, Gracie's poppy sent one in though too that I forgot. To oh, hold mention. on, hold on. Can I mention one thing real fast? Yeah, sure. Um, Johnny T from the UK has yes. a podcast out now. Oh yeah, cool. I forgot. Duh. Yeah, they just started their own podcast. Him and uh, Neutron sixty nine, right? And Bob and another guy, I'm not sure I know. Dude, yeah, I'm I'm really stoked. I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm pretty pretty stoked to hear it. Their first episode is uh, John Carpenter retrospective type deal. You know what? That was, I think that was Cadaver Lab's second or third episode. I think it was second. Cadaver Lab, or uh, John Carpenter. No, that's cool. In fact, uh, you just reminded me, I need to update my iPod. I've been busy. I haven't even updated anything, so I'm going to definitely do that. We'll be listening to it tomorrow, and I'll uh, listen to all you Australians. <laughs> you lie, me Australian bastards! I don't even know. Okay, you're gonna I'm get gonna, stabbed. Yeah. Well, I'm just so glad they're so far away. Are 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 the are the English or the British uh, like offended if we call them Australians? I know. If somebody, if somebody calls us Canadian, I'm pretty freaking pissed. I I don't know about the British, but I know if you live in New Zealand, you don't want to be called called Australian. So really, they yeah what? they don't like that. Why? Uh, I have no idea. I just know that you would never call Racism. an Aussie a New Zealander because they'd probably knock your teeth down your throat. Oh, man. And they, wow. To me, they sound pretty similar. Although, to me, like, English and Australian doesn't sound the same. Uh-huh. But, man, uh, I think New Zealanders and Australians, they, they sound pretty similar. Hmm. Well, I'm, I, now, now I'm going to have a hit on my life. <laughs> so I was like, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. Crikey. You call this a knife? <laughs> That's a knife. You know what's funny is uh, it's a good thing. We're at least we're. That's why we piss people off, like in in uh, on the in the on the British islands and things like that. Because you know they are so far away, they never getting over here to mess with us. That's, <laughs> that's great. I'm gonna start pissing off some like some like uh, South Africans or or like uh, yeah, I don't know, like Siberian or something. The Russians, exactly, exactly. Don't piss off the Russians Japanese. They have Godzilla. Well, plus I think the Japanese all have a GPS, um, some kind of a GPS tracker on each one of us Americans. <laughs> so, anyway. All right, here's one from Stace. See, now you guys just sound like I'm leaving a message at a frat house. <laughs> this is Stace from Creepy Cash, like you didn't know. And uh, I just wanted to call and you guys mentioned John Carpenter's Vampires in uh, one of your earlier episodes. I had a funny story. I thought I'd share it. John Steakley is the name of the man who wrote the the novel, which is really good. I really uh, recommend it. And 
he seemed like a pretty nice guy and somehow through some voodoo or alchemy, a friend of mine ended up with his email address. This was probably 10 years ago. And he had made some comment somewhere about how he liked dirty jokes. So we sent him the nastiest joke we could think of, which is the singing blowjob joke. I, you know, if you haven't heard it, I'll leave it to your imagination because I'm a bitch like that. Anyway, uh, he didn't answer. He didn't answer. He didn't answer. My friend and I were crestfallen thinking that we had offended one of our favorite writers. So finally, months later, we got an email in reply that said, uh, you guys are sick, twisted, and disgusting, and I want to go drinking with you someday. So it was all well. So the moral of the story is, is if you have a favorite author, be sure to send them a filthy joke. I'm sure Tolkien would have loved the blowjob joke. Uh, yeah, all right, I'm off to defile your Facebook. So talk to you later. Bye. See, that advice... Is that, is that why my Facebook was all sticky the next day? <laughs> and then I showed up and I was like, what in the hell? Who's... Never mind. Her Sorry. advice is bullshit because you know the guy... Uh, you know who the guy who wrote um, the freaking Tribulation Code? Uh, isn't that guy a like a Christian writer? Yeah, I say him the okay. dirtiest joke I know and I got a restraining order. Dude, are you... No, are you... <laughs> no I'm joking. <laughs> I was like, you the gotta, oh. How was I to know? I, him and Kirk Cameron, they both stopped responding to me. You know, that son of a bitch, Kirk Cameron, man. He's going around and he he's charming the pants off every one of you right now. Yeah. And and one day he he's going to be gone. You know, he, he made so many friends and, you know, the rapture's coming and he's going to be gone. So where are we going to go for our Kirk Cameron fix? Our know. Michael Seaver fix. I'll be pissed off. <laughs> no, you, you I was know, just joking about all that. You know what's funny is John Carpenter's Vampires, honestly, I didn't even realize that it was based off a novel. And I'll bet you that the novel goes into a lot more of the mythology than the movie did. The, the movie did, you know, didn't really go into it too much. I mean, its focus was on um, testosterone Jim, what's his name, James Woods, and uh, uh, kick-ass uh, vampire deaths and stuff like that. But I bet that book's pretty good. I need to check that out. I'd Man. never seen it, but I at the beginning of the movie it says based on the novel. But the, oh. the I guess the novel, the vampires with was with a dollar sign, <laughs> like the S at the end. All right, you you really have not seen that? No, I've seen that. Oh, okay. I thought okay. I thought you said you didn't see it. You no, didn't no. read it. No, I didn't yeah. read the book. Ah, okay. No, the the movie's awesome. No, I love that movie. I've got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look that up. I wonder. I bet it's out on ebook. Oh yeah. Like that. Oh, that was awesome. And by the way, I need to hear the blowjob joke. I'm sorry. But I think I know it, but I don't want to tell it because I'm not sure if I know it. Like, for... I'm not sure well, exactly. Uh, maybe after voicemails we should take a quick break and you should uh, try to figure it out and then tell everybody. I think it's the joke from Goodwill Hunting. Hunting. Oh, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Yes, yeah, the one that many driver tells at the coffee shop or whatever. Oh, I don't even know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember how it goes, but that's where I heard it. Hmm. <laughs> Anyway, so Stace, you need to call that in, if only for my personal pleasure. What? Okay. <laughs> uh, one last voicemail from Spooky Bill. Sweet. Holy cow. I just listened to the last episode of Cadaver Lab. Well, I haven't finished it yet, but I just started it. And Mike, you just said something about you're going to be at Whorehound in March, one in Indy. That is awesome because that's the one I'm going to be at. And it sounds like a lot of you uh, douches are going to be there. So, uh, yeah, way awesome. I'm going to be there. Can't wait to see you guys. And that's really all I wanted to say. Oh, this is Spooky Bill. Okay, bye. Oh, and Johnny? 
You get your nipples there, too. Bye. All right, so what do you have to say about that? I am going to Texas Frightmare, and that is it. I don't think there's any chance to be going to Horror Hound at all now. Hmm. Not because of that. Oh. <laughs> no, no, just uh, just some of the bull crap I've gone through recently with some of the other podcasters. Really? You just want to give them the middle finger, huh? Yeah, I don't want to be in the same room with some of those fucking people. Oh, good. Yes. Well, good. I will go to Texas Frightmare, and my balls will we, stay there. We want a list. We want a list of all the people that you hate. And what it's you not that I hate people. It's the people that start shit with me. Dude. Oh, you know what? I, I just... Okay. <laughs> I just figured out who... Yeah. Was. Yeah, you did. I, I don't blame you. <laughs> no. I, I just... I don't know. I, I, there are a lot of people I'd like to meet. There's a ton of awesome podcasters and people that are going to be there. But, you know, I it's a lot more money than Texas Frightmare as far as flight and everything. And, you know, I don't want to go. To, what I, are you talking about? And, and, and unless you're covering my bail once I, once I get there. Dude, here. OK, here, here's <laughs> what's going on. OK, I have talked to a bunch of guys here from here in Salt Lake City. Uh, we're all going to we're all going to road trip it, dude. In a Winnebago? Okay. No, in my minivan. Sweet. And we're gonna pick your ass up. No. All right. Okay. You're gonna saying. swoop down and then, then go. Over? Actually, I actually have no idea. Uh, I, I I don't even. I would have to reroute the whole thing to go through Oklahoma City. Oh yeah. I don't even. I don't even really know where it is in relation to Indianapolis from Salt Lake. Yeah, I'm pretty retarded when it comes to all those places too. Oh, well. Nah, I was just joking about that. I'm, but I won't be making it out just because of money and stuff. Um, I'll be going because I have two places I have to go. One in March and one in April, and so money-wise, I'm spending way too much already. No. Well, the douching is going to happen, supposedly, meaning that uh, I think James is going to try to get up there. James and Steven and Dave and uh, Vaughn might, and uh, I don't know about those Canadian guys. What Canadian guys? No, the douchebag, the Jeff Crazy. Oh, okay. I don't know if he's going to make it down. But we'll see. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get a booth where you can pay twenty five cents to take a look at Steven's balls. Oh man, that's a, he's undershooting that. <laughs> he could get at least well, fifty cents. Yeah, but we figure we figure that people will be coming back for you know time and time again, bringing all their friends, and it's only a quarter. And really, all he has to do is sit there. Well, you know, it's so. ten dollars if they want pictures with his balls. Oh, are you kidding me? It's twenty five dollars. His balls will autograph your picture of his balls. Yeah, you get a promo so glossy with every purchase. All right, man. So that's all the voicemails we got. Uh, you got anything else, or do we want to uh, play some Ear Fear and uh, get on with the show? Let's do it. Peace. I don't know why I said peace. <laughs> <laughs>
Greetings, Mike and Cadaver Labanites. This is Shane Diablo with another hit of Ear Fear for you. I wanted to change things up this time around and kind of focus more on three albums I've really been listening to. So without further ado, this is Nim Vind from Canada. The album is called Fashion of Fear. Enjoy this. Awesome band from Los Angeles, California called The Death Riders. Their album Soundtrack for Depression is awesome. Blasco, from, uh, you may know him from Rob Zombie, he's now with Ozzy Osbourne. And uh, another interesting note, uh, Johnny Coffin 
He does the Coffin Case. He's part of the Coffin Case Company. This is their band, Death Riders. Check it out. Definitely not least, The Damned, from the 1977 album, Damned, Damned, Damned. This is a great band, classic. And a side note, The Damned was the first of the British punk invasion to actually make it to the U.S. to tour. So, pretty cool stuff. Um, and I'm going to play Stab Your Back in entirety, because some of these tracks are so damn short. So, enjoy The Damned. <coughs>
this time around uh, first up you heard Nim Bind from the album Fashion of Fear second Death Riders soundtrack for depression and finally the 1977 album from the damned entitled damned 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 um, that's it for ear fear you will like what you hear you can always go over to diablocast.com and I do about a two and a half hour uh, podcast from there enjoy I will see you guys again soon and uh, Mike you know what you're refrying up. And we're back with Virgin Witch from 1972. Our two charming young guests. May this be the first of their many visits to Witch World. You must abide by its rules. And the first rule is obedience to your high priestess. Betty will be initiated tonight. I will not meddle in the black arts nor all this coven, you understand? was directed by Ray Austin, written by Beryl Virtue, and it stars Anne Michelle as Christine, Vicky Michelle as Betty, Keith Buckley as Johnny, Patricia Haynes as Sybil, and James Chase as Peter. The synopsis, Christine gets her big chance at modeling when she applies at Sybil Waits Agency. Together with Christine's sister Betty, they go to a castle for a weekend for a photo shoot, which 
to me is just automatically <laughs> a little bit suspicious. <laughs> right. Uh, Sybil has lured Christine to the castle for more than modeling. She is recruiting a virgin for induction into a witch's coven, led by the owner of the castle, Ger- Gerald. <laughs> I almost said Gerard. <laughs> to their suspicion. To their surprise, Christine is more than eager to join the coven, but begins her own little secret battle for control. Um, the IMDb gave this movie a four point nine. Mm. I, I think that's, I think it's. I mean, maybe a five. I'd probably give it a five. Mm. That grunt was disapproving. Is it really? No, I'm just. <laughs> you know what? Um, this movie for me, like a lot of people, built it up, and I'm not disappointed. Okay. I didn't hate this movie at all, but it was. A lot of nothing happening until the very end, there, and th- and that's the thing. There was there was a lot it, to say. It was a slow burn, maybe maybe as it as it um, applies to horror, because really there a lot of stuff didn't go on that had anything to do with horror for quite a while. However, um, I think there was a lot of uh, in like uh, intrigue and plot uh, points and uh, you know things like that. That were uh, really hot. Case in point, uh, real quick. There, one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie was was right in the beginning when Christine goes to uh, the quote unquote uh, modeling agency where uh, Sybil Waite, played by what was her name? Uh, I can't remember, but she was a good. She was, was Sybil. A, yeah, Sybil was a pretty hot uh, Patri- older lady. Patricia Haynes. Oh yeah, she yeah. was nice. And so, but they're there, and uh, uh, the whole deal was is that it was obviously a scam because here's Sybil pretending to get a call and saying, "Oh, well, we don't have a girl." The girl, you know, the girls. I can't remember what happened if if the girl uh, that they had scheduled for that fake job if she claimed that it that, that she fell out or if they didn't have one. So basically, that was just an excuse to go take Christine's measurements. Oh, that was awesome, though. Oh, my gosh. That was freaking cool. And uh, just the just the sexual tension. Well, the, That's right. I went there. <laughs> the thing I liked about this movie is... I hey, can't... Can, hey, can you hold on a second? I got to go grab those anal beads. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just teasing. Yank them like the chainsaw. <laughs> Ow! Okay. <laughs> oh, man. This movie, the memory count, went through the roof in the first, like, five minutes. Oh, like from the very first scene. Oh, it's insane. Um, but like you said, she at the very beginning, she's at the agency, and the woman has this little button on the floor that she presses to get fake Make calls. phone ring. <laughs> and I thought that was funny because they weren't at all trying to disguise her as being a, like a good person. Right. So you knew all along that these two girls, which were played by, uh, like I said, Anne Michelle and Vicky Michelle, were both sisters in real life. And wow. I thought the whole movie, I thought, man, they looked very similar. And I'm going to go ahead and say right now that these may be two of the hottest women that we've ever seen in Cadaver Lab movies. You know what? Actually, Johnny Johnny called me, Johnny T, and he was like, man, if I had a sister that hot, I would. <laughs> no, 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 he didn't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Oh, uh, sorry, Johnny. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> that's good. Uh, well, and she is a photographer that keeps taking pictures of Christine. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems like the witch is getting. Well, can we say she's a witch? It's pretty obvious. Well, yeah. She, well, well, yeah. She's she's one of many witches. Yeah, because they, I mean, they already like. I think about thirty forty minutes into the movie, the doctor and. Um, What's their name? Sybil. They start talking about how they're a coven and not all witches are bad and all this. 
Well, but. yeah, it's funny because how it works out is the 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 photo shoot is um, actually takes place in the country at this freaking awesome house. I mean, unbelievable. It, you know, I it's somewhere in England, uh, but I mean, the, the house was awesome. It was a great, and it had you know all these nice grounds and whatever, so it was perfect for a photo shoot. Even though I never did understand why wasn't there. It was I can't remember exactly what it was, but there was a photo shoot for some kind of product or whatever, advertising some kind of product, and there, there was no none of that product to be seen. Well, and there were no clothes to be seen either. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like what the hell were they selling? Anal beads. <laughs> I hope so. She turned around and they're like dangling out of her ass. <laughs> Does she have a tail? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to yank that shit out. Oh, uh, that was bad. But oh. uh, um, also, the it was weird because when they get to this this like estate, it's like, okay, so there's Dr. Amberly, Gerard Amberly, you know, he's there. And he kind of runs the place, and, you know, nobody really knows exactly what he does or what he do. And But then there are, like, a bunch of other people that are just kind of weird. Like, there's a milkman that just that just walks up and stares at, at Christine and then just, like, goes away. There's, like, a dude, like a... Like a dude that's out fox hunting or some shit, you know. It, it's just they just all act really weird. Oh, they know? walk real slowly toward them like they're zombies or something. Exactly. And the lady on a horse that pulls up, and for the first part of the movie, I'm like, "What in the hell is going on?" I had no idea what was going on with these people, but obviously we find out later. It was really completely random. A lot of that stuff, but agreed. Um, there really, I think. It's hard to, like I said in the synopsis, there's kind of a battle for control, but you really don't see any of that until the last, like, five, ten minutes. Right. Which, there was something that happens in the last ten minutes of this movie that made me laugh so damn hard. It's, it's <laughs> well, when was it? everything went all Benny Hill. <laughs> like, everything was, like, like triple speed. <laughs> remember that? I, I don't remember, but I just remember thinking that the shit just hit the fan. I, like basically. All, the only thing they were missing was the. <laughs> That's all they're missing, dude. Um, dude, you got to realize, okay? Do not make fun of this movie because witches are there are good witches and there are bad witches, but they are all vindictive. Okay. Oh yeah. But by the way, how about how awesome would it be to be the the head of a coven where to induct a new witch, you basically get to sleep with them in some kind of witchy ceremony? Oh, that'd be great. Especially with uh with uh Christine. <laughs> but but anyway, yeah, that I mean, it, I don't know. And the thing is, is was this a horror movie? Yeah, there was witches in it. There was supernatural powers. I mean, even Christine was some kind of a natural witch, and she had some strange psychic powers. We find out towards the end and whatever. But it's like, I don't really, I I don't know how much of this I would call uh, like a straight up horror movie played for scares. No, not it wasn't at all. I mean, I mean the if you think about it, the themes, uh, you know, besides, uh, uh, you know, the nudity and stuff like that, the themes were dark. You know, the there was, I mean, even if you if you talk about uh, deceit and going behind each other's back and you know intent to harm other people and stuff like that, but I mean that that doesn't necessarily mean it's a horror movie. They just did it with witches, I guess, plus uh, satanic sex rituals. By the way, they, these sex rituals basically everyone like made a circle and was naked and they danced around. There was kind of like this old lady maid that was you know that would just that was 
taking care of the estate and whatever. And she was there and she was naked. And I was like, for a while, it was kind of blurry. I'm like, wow, that chick's got a great rack. Who is that? And I find out it was the maid. <laughs> That's so awesome. Like, Old lady. It was awesome. Hot maid. Oh, my gosh. She is a jiggity G-milf. That's a great grandma. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, man. Did, did you get any who else said that? Let's see. I did. Um, no, I didn't get any, actually. No, really? Um, I only got three. I had more, but I didn't come up with who said it, so. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, okay. Let's see. Let's see it. You be careful. He's a sharp character. That was Super Mario when Princess Toadstool left him for Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> Pussy for sale, ask for kitty. That is uh, Kate Goslin's ad in Times Square. Yuck. And uh, hey. what? I said yuck. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else about Kate Goslin's kitty. Uh, negative. <laughs> and let's see. Uh, there are some people born to be witches. That was Aaron Spelling to Shannon Doherty. <laughs> Excellent. Did you learn anything? Uh, let's see. I did learn a couple of things. Um, the, in the se- in seventy one, if a girl will just say to you that she is a normal, healthy girl, that means she is not a lesbian. <laughs> uh, second, being a white witch and a leader of a co- coven of, uh, and elite. Uh, sorry, being a white witch and a leader of a coven of witches isn't all orgies and peeping on young ladies while they're taking tubs and having delicious meals and refereeing catfights. No, okay, it's hard work. It's just only mostly all that stuff. <laughs> like 90%. Exactly. Let's see. So I, I learned a couple things. Okay. I learned that women were hotter in the 70s. Oh, my gosh. These were gorgeous. Oh, every single one of them. Um, in the 70s, women spent most of their time naked. <laughs> yes. A, you and, know what? Let me, let me ask you something. And maybe I should bring this up during our next movie. But, uh, no, I'm not even going to bring it up. It is too much. Never mind. What's that? <laughs> Was it just me, or was their pubic hair perfectly combed? Yeah, it was. It was fairly nice. I mean, it's it's like it's like they had their own um, muff hairdresser. It seems like they would have been, you know, Jesse Kasopoulos approved. Jesse Kasopoulos. I who is that from Full House? He's a hair expert, dude. <laughs> Uncle Jesse. <laughs> he could have sold his little hairspray shield to them. Uh, dude, you know what? I bet you he would to this day. Oh, yeah. Stay, stay most is like going around trying to, hey, hey baby, want me to comb your your muff? I'll do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's after. Well, I don't even get into that. He's a fool for leaving <laughs> Rebecca. Romaine Stamos? He yeah. left her? Yeah, he left her. Like, he was wow. real shitty with her and everything. Now her name's Rebecca Romaine Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> it will be. <laughs> I'm sure. You scoff now. I do. Yeah, she wears the blue paint over here. <laughs> Remember from, uh, she played Mystique? Duh. Duh. Come on. Something Are you nice. serious? Are you kidding me? You know how many times, you know how hard I squinted during those movies? And once she died in the third one, I quit watching it. <laughs> you didn't watch uh, it. Tur- I turned it off. <laughs> Just the movie was over. I learned one more thing. Let's hear it. What old people look like doing it. <sighs> Yes, unfortunately, that is a fact of life. It's pretty disturbing, though. <laughs> it was pretty bad, dude. Let me ask you something too. I the the movie was. I mean, okay, so there there was a slow scenes, and the, and it was it was kind of weird. And this it's just, I mean, and I kind of got bored at moments. You know, it. 
I don't really know. I mean, after a while, it's like the same stuff kept happening, you know, a little bit. And it, it seemed to take a long time to for things to actually happen in the movie. Um, also, did you notice, is it just my copy or did you have the same thing that the, I kind of, the audio was messed up. The audio was, and there were some, uh, some picture problems too I had. Really? I don't, I don't really recognize the picture. I didn't notice the picture or problems, but the audio was driving me nuts. Yeah. It was definitely a little off in parts. Well, and it was, it's like, it's like, like they had some kind of like, like some midget hunchback. <laughs> running the soundbar, and, and then he actually starred in the next movie. But anyway, that's great. <laughs> did you uh, did you get a kick in the balls for this? I do. I got uh, Sybil for being the biggest cock block by busting up Peter and Christine's party. Oh, the photographer Number one. Yeah, and uh, actually, she shares the next one uh, with Christine for never just getting along and having luscious lesbian sex. What's up with that? That pissed me off. I uh, my kick in the balls goes to Doctor Gerald because he just seemed really like a sleaze bag. Dude, dude, but he did he seem like some respectable, nice guy at but, first, and then, and, and then like he like skulk around and like peeping Tom people and you know and all this weird stuff. But didn't I mean? Doesn't he? He I don't know why, but he kind of reminded me of uh, the guy in The Sound of Music. Like he would <laughs> like like he would have his children singing Edelweiss, you know, as a family band. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. He did seem he seemed like Mike Brady. But once you saw what he was up to, he seemed like a creepy Mike Brady. Yeah, I was going to say, so he seemed like Mike Brady. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got six degrees on this one. Oh, oh, my gosh. Good job. Congrats to begin with. What? Really? Yeah, because it was, I, I, didn't, I didn't have enough time to like spend three hours getting one, so I just made sure you got them. Uh, this one's not too bad. This one I got pretty fast. Really? Vic, okay. Vicky Michelle was in All in the Game with Ray Winstone. Who was in okay. The Devil's Tomb with Bill Mosley? Who was in Army Darkness with Bruce? Oh, that wasn't that wasn't bad at all. This movie is a second place in Cadaver Lab history. Uh, in in uh, in uh, memory count? Yeah. <laughs> to, uh, oh, second only to Poultry Guys. Uh, oh, are you serious? Yeah. Poultry Guys had more than Morgana Le Fay. Oh yeah, these both had way more. Really? Yeah. Poultry Morgana Guys. Le Fay. Poultry Guys had 131. The uh -huh. Virgin Witch had 128. What did Morgana have, if we skip ahead? Uh, Morgana had 49. No. 49. No. Yes. Wow, it seemed like a lot more than that. You watched it twice. That was double. Well, man, that's, <laughs> that's why. Like, like it had to be 98. <laughs> that could be uh, the new uh, Double Man commercial. I double the titties, double the fun. <laughs> Well, just so you guys know, this came out on on the the Redemption label. Is that right? Redemption or Salvation or whatever that is. I'm not sure. No, but it did, and it's like that is like my favorite company to put out movies because basically the intro saying, "Oh, we're from this company." It shows like some weird naked lady, and a lot of them they 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 put out a lot of Jess Franco and Jean Rolin, uh, you know, type of. Have you ever seen? By the way, have you ever seen Living Dead Girl? No. Oh, we ought to watch that for one of these. Anyways, um, ever seen Satanic Sluts? <laughs> no. That's too bad. Is that like That's, a porn or? Well, it's kind of the same as this one. And, okay. Uh, you know, Satanic whatever. Sluts sounds like it would have Jenna Jameson in it. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it has her in it, but it's I've never seen it, so I don't know what to tell you. That's awesome. We have to. <laughs> well, we should do like a sequel then. Uh, yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> well, I mean, to this episode. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> except for except for get rid of the third one, which was the third movie we did, Superstition, which is actually a real movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you give this movie? Um, you know, I I enjoyed it. I thought thought there was a lot of good stuff to it. I liked the uh, uh, the atmosphere, the sets. I like you know some of the actors were a little annoying, but you know, if you t- honestly, I I thought to myself, if you take out all the boobies, what would I give this? And I probably only give this like a red box. I give it an AMC. Do you? Yeah, and I mean. Okay. If you're wanting to watch a movie just for some of the best boobs you'll ever see in your life, this movie would get an automatic bone saw. But as, oh, yeah. as far as like horror and the story and the pacing, I, I I definitely give it an AMC. You know what's funny is I don't use I didn't use the same measuring stick for Morgana Le Fay because uh, man, I just love those ladies. What do you mean measuring stick? <laughs> uh, is that like some kind of uh... no meaning? But I still would have liked it if it didn't have the nudity. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I did. The measuring stick, eighteen inches, right? <laughs> nice. Ah, <laughs> uh, cool, man. You got anything else for this one? That is all I have. All right, so we'll be right back with uh, the Girl Slaves of Morgana Le Fay. Let's play some. Uh... It came from the public domain. Sweet. Welcome to a night of total terror. When his bloody scalpel probes the forbidden secrets of a woman's flesh. The dead live on living flesh. Hi, this is Aaron, back with another installment of It Came From the Public Domain. Tonight we're going to be talking about 1960s Horror Hotel. This is Whitewood, Massachusetts. A young girl, a stranger, has come to Whitewood to do research. She has come, she thinks, to study. Leave Whitewood. Leave Whitewood tonight, I beg of you. Leave before it is too late. In spite of this warning, the girl lingers on. years old. Human blood keeps them alive forever. Okay, tonight's story is about young Nan Barlow, a college student, taking a class in witchcraft, the history of witchcraft, taught by none other than Christopher Lee, who, of course, turns out to be more nefarious than he appears. She is wanting to do 
a, a paper on the subject because she's really interested in it, and he suggests that she take a trip to Whitewood, Massachusetts, a town, you know, a small little New England town that's off the beaten path. He says there's a uh, there's a history of witchcraft there, which uh, obviously there is because the beginning of the movie is a flashback uh, 300 years into the past when a witch named Elizabeth Selwyn is burned at the stake. And she, of course, calls on the name of Satan, and so does her cohort, who hasn't been caught. He's just kind of like hanging out in the crowd. But she calls on the name of Satan, puts a curse on everyone, and the usual, you know, 60s Gothic horror type thing. So uh, back to the present, she just, uh, Nan Barlow decides to check that out. So she, instead of going on vacation with her boyfriend, decides to check out Whitewood, and she agrees to meet her boyfriend later for someone else's birthday party, you know, later in the week. So she takes off and uh, goes to town, and the whole town, this is like where the greatest part is. This is one of my favorite uh, favorites of the uh, late night horror shows I used to watch when I was little. The whole town is just, just this spooky fog, fog-covered, almost ghost town. There, every, there's people there, but everyone seems kind of weird. Uh, the only sort of normal people are the person who owns, the, a girl that owns a, a used bookstore and her blind priest father. Um, and, you know, even he warns Nan to get out of Whitewood before the night is over. And uh, she persists and continues her investigations. And eventually she discovers uh, a creepy underground meeting place for a coven of witches and devil worshippers, and then uh, abruptly leaves the picture. So the rest of the movie is her brother and her boyfriend trying to find out where she went, what happened to her. It's kind of a psycho kind of thing in that aspect where someone someone disappears about midway through the movie, and then someone else has to go check them, you know, has to go find them and stuff. And I won't give too much out. I mean, I'm sure I spoiled it already, but it is, you know... 50 years old almost. Well, it is 50 years old. So if you, you know, whatever. But it really is a great movie. I mean, honestly, if you, for any Lovecraft fans, you should like this a lot because, uh, actually, I think someone actually did cover it on the uh, 30 Days of Lovecraft they had last year um, on the Douchebag Network. And uh, really, if you took out witches and Satan worshippers and replace them with Cthulhu cultists and, and Dagon or, or Cthulhu or Yogg-Sothoth or something like that, this could easily be a Lovecraft movie. So I really recommend that you check that out. I'm trying to keep this review a little shorter this week um, just because I tend to ramble. So really, of all the movies I've, I've seen and talked about here on a came from public domain, this is one of the most highly recommended ones I can give you. It's actually not that cheesy. It's really well written. I forgot to mention the writer... The screenplay was by George Bax, who doesn't really have anything else of major importance to his credit, but it's based on a story by Milton Sabotsky, who did a lot of production work for Amicus and some other people. He 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 produced uh, he produced the Vault of Horror movie. He produced Asylum. He did a pretty good little gothic Italian thing, not as good as this by a long shot, but still pretty good, called Dominique, a.k.a. Dominique is Dead. That might show up on Friday Night Fright at some point. So that was pretty good. It was directed by, just a moment, 
directed by John uh, Moxie, who basically has done a lot of TV work. He's done everything from Murder, She Wrote to Mannix to Police Story, uh, Magnum P.I., that kind of thing. But he directed this very well, I might add. Um, and so, like I said, once again, I highly recommend you check out Horror Hotel. Christopher Lee is great, as always. Not as big a role as you would think he has, but still pretty important. I mean, he does set the whole thing in motion, and he shows up later. So, but everyone's a good actor in this. Uh, very well done. Not a Hammer movie, a little bit old for Hammer, maybe around the same time. Well, Hammer was out before that, I guess. But it has that kind of feel, very Lovecraftian. You, you will enjoy it, I, I promise. So that's it for this week. Thanks a lot. Have a good night. We're back with the Girl Slaves of Morgana Le Fay. Came out in 1971. It was uh, directed by Bruno Gantillon. By the way, this was a French film, and uh, it had subtitles. Which, by the way, oh, never mind. I'll get into that in a minute. I'm getting ahead of myself. I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to prematurely, you know, blow all my information <laughs> and thoughts on this. Okay. Anyway, uh, Bruno Gantillon did a lot of French TV and film, but, man, I everything on his IMDb page was in French. Um, let's see. It was written by J- Jacques Chamel, who, <laughs> who wrote a lot of uh, movies with, like, porn names, like 
Like uh, the sexorcist. No, not quite. I can't remember exactly. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> That's not true. But, but you know, other things like that. Uh, the IMDb gave this a 5.6. Uh, let's see. Starring Dominique Del Pierre as Morgan. Morgana or Morgan. Uh, Alfred Bayou as Girth. <laughs> now, let me, let me tell you something as Girth, about Girth. Okay. He is a, um, a midget. With no neck, wears guy liner, in his 60s, and he is completely awesome in his wizard robes that he wears. Dude. <laughs> as soon as they said his name, I freaking, he became my favorite character, like, automatically. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Girth! <laughs> Uh, I just, I you know what? I have a, I have a kick in the balls that has to do with a different name in this. But are you kidding me? Girth for a, a hunchback midget with no neck in this movie? Are you kidding me? Oh, it, it, I wonder if. I mean, I know it wasn't spelled the same, but I almost wonder if it was intentional. Like they knew oh, the meaning of girth. It, well, well, I don't know because like in Fr- in French it sounded like girth, girth. you know. So and I don't know if that if it has the same translation or anything like that, but who knows? Either way, it was hilarious. Oh yeah. Um, m- m- oh my gosh, Mireille Saunin played F- Francois. Yeah, she was and the main girl. She was hot. She, yeah. Oh my. Oh my gosh. She's the reason why I watched this movie two times. Oh. In the last couple of days. Hold on a second. All right. Let's grab the beads. Yeah, beads. <laughs> um, and then that Michelle Perello played Anna, was her friend. Basically, the movie opens up. It's uh, it's kind of a weird deal. Uh, the movie opens up with, with some kind of a chick in a ceremony. She's naked, uh, where this hunchback midget girth is asking her if she wants to become one of them. I can't remember exactly what she said. But uh, basically, she's tied up in a dungeon. There's, like, tons of old ladies sitting around. You know, just kind of watching what's going on, and she's resisting Girth's, you know, uh, advance or not advances, but basically his uh, telling her to join them and, and whatever. Uh, but that was just kind of weird because there's all these like really old. Uh, it's just confusing. You know, obviously we find out later what it was, but I was just sitting there thinking, wow, um, could a movie start any weirder? But then we got to the next scene where Francois and Anna are quote unquote. On holiday, I, I don't think that sounded like anything. Uh, basically, they're driving through some unf- uh, territory that's unfamiliar to them. Uh, they happen upon this town. They stop to get a drink uh, that Girth happens to be sitting around at, at this at this pub. Uh, the bartender's like, hey, you need to get out of here. But, of course, they don't. They take off. They get lost and decide to stop at an empty farmhouse for the night. And what do ladies do? And I'm sure this happens everywhere. Oh, ladies, if you've ever been. It was completely awesome and unexpected, but they <laughs> laid down in the hay and had to roll in the hay. I, I just assume that's what two ladies do when they get lost out in the countryside. Oh, man. It was and, so awesome. And you know what? And these girls were freaking gorgeous. The like, the way they used to dress back then too was so hot, man. They'd wear that dress with like the like the knee high boots. Oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> dude. I I hope I could feel your boner through Skype. That's weird. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. So okay, so get this. In the morning, Anna is missing, and Francois goes out looking for her. She basically Girth is there saying, "Hey, you need to follow me." She chases Girth because she suspects <laughs> <laughs> she. 
because she uh, he he apparently knows where he is. Okay, so so here so let, let let's take a uh, uh, let, let's take a little bit of inventory so far in the movie. Okay, there's actually a part where two two chicks make out in a barn. In the morning, one is missing in an attempt to find her. The other girl chases after a midget. <laughs> Seriously, how often have you seen that shit in the movie? An eyeliner. And, oh yeah, and, yeah, eyeliner. Um, yeah, anyways, it, it it only gets better from here. Um, anyway, so basically, Girth leads her to this castle, you know, that, that's just across this little lake, and she go, and all of a sudden, Girth disappears. She gets on this boat, and you know, and, and goes to the castle where three uh, gorgeous women in evening dra- gowns are there. You know, and, and you know, what the funny thing is, this whole time is one is once we kind of cross over into the castle part, which is we find out later is Morgana Le Fay's, um, you know, her territory where she's basically where lives a ton of nubile young naked ladies. Um, basically, d- d- tell me if this is just me, but from there it started to kind of get fairly surreal. I mean, there weren't any like really weird uh, visuals, you know, but the way that each shot was set up, the colors that they used, the sets that they had, you know, the dialogue. And, and like I said, I didn't understand what they what they were saying. We had to read it. But the way that, that they would speak to one another, wasn't that all kind of just surreal and dreamlike? Oh, it really was. You know, and it's funny because uh, – I'm really glad that I didn't dub this because those ladies, the way they talked, just but you know, and basically we find out that that uh, Morgana Le Fay's there and uh, she runs this whole place. Gert, Gert is her slave, but and yet at the same time, Gert can tell the ladies that uh, he says something like, "You know what I like," so they start making out and blah blah. blah. Anyways, what a freaking gig that would be awesome. Oh yeah, but but um, there are three main girls. Who are seem like they're kind of like Morgana Le Fay's second, uh, like her, like I, I I don't know I don't even know what they were, but they seem like they were some kind of advisors or something to her. Well, they were um like one of them was like her like I, I don't know it seemed like one of them could see see things and one of them could hear things and one of them right it was like her it was like her senses it was kind of weird it, maybe and they all had they all had a talisman that they they watched over for. For Morgana Le Fay, and you're right. They they all kind of had their their place in basically Morgana. We find out who is a witch, who and I'm just gonna blow the movie. Well, wait, that was probably a poor term to use, but uh, spoil it. Basically, what it is is that Morgana's there and she is trying to collect slaves. Um, which basically to her, they, they don't like do any like hard labor or anything like that. They're just there for her enjoyment and including girth who she, basically she uses to go out and, and, you know, lure the girls to, to the place. Um, Morgana is a, is a witch and she can basically promise them everlasting life and beauty. Um, or, you know, they sit down in the dungeon and basically she sucks the life energy out of them and they grow old in the dungeon. And, and that's basically, you know, that, that goes back to the very first scene that we were talking about. That's where all those old ladies came from and whatever. Yeah, I mean, Which you, you, either ple- you either please her or you, uh, you, you become mortal. Right, and the second you quit pleasing her, you're gone. Oh, yeah. You know, so she, and she's, so she's basically like this. And, you know, um, I was looking at those old ladies and getting, you know what? They were hot in their day. I wonder what they looked like. Anyway, oh, not anymore. I know they were. They were pretty bad. Um, they're just old. 
but um, anyway, so that's basically it. it. There was a lot of uh, uh, lesbian s- stuff. A lot, it, you know. You know, even the way they talked was like sensuous. Like they they would they wouldn't like it was like kind of like they were dr- not dreaming. I don't know, but they didn't have like a lot of emotion in their in you know in the way they spoke. They just kind of were matter of fact. But the way they used the French language and the way they spoke in that, I was just like, wow, that is. Coming out of these gorgeous women is awesome. Oh, and I like the way they use the French kiss too. <laughs> oh yes, there were several times. Well, <laughs> oh my! Well, yeah. And okay, so I just wish I could like skulk around that place, man. Could <laughs> just be like a fly on the wall. I swear to you, there. Oh my gosh! You wish you had this... that invisibility necklace, dude. That she it's, had. No. Oh, the, yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. Well, I all I'm saying is is, well, I don't I don't want to get too like weird. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, but let's just say I loved the ladies in this movie. I loved them. Oh, the yeah. movie was the movie was good. It was you know it was okay. It had had some pretty good plot points, and there was some jealousy, like when uh, Morgana brought Christine home or back to the castle or whatever. Some ladies got all pissed off because they got jealous and. You know, and they were really upfront about it with Morgana. She asked, "Well, are you jealous?" And I'm like, "Yes," <laughs> you know. But I don't know. It was there was just something about this and these ladies and the dreamlike uh, the way they moved and spoke and made out with other chicks. Uh, <laughs> it just really, really made me love this movie. Oh yeah, this movie was excellent. I mean, as far as visually. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, what did you think about the story and stuff, though? I mean, I thought the story was really cool, um, and it made perfect sense. The ending—I mean, are we going to talk about the ending or no? Probably not. Um, well, I don't care. I mean, if you if you want to do it, just people will know to fast forward or whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, this will be a spoiler, so for the next like minute or two, I wouldn't listen in. But um, the thing I liked about the end of this movie was it caught me off guard that she went out of her way to uh, escape. And as soon as she escapes and she sees the old lady and she remembers all the old ladies in the castle, she, right. she automatically goes back to the witch. Well, you know, it's funny because, too, there the lady was talking – or Morgana was talking about how time has no hold on them. They can control the time and stuff like that. And it was really cool that uh, – because she, she really tries to escape, like you said. They end up – you know, Morgana chases her down in her magic way and her kind of taunting, taunting her the whole way, you know, with and tempting her with different things. But she's so adamant to get away. And you're right. The same thing, just like what you said happened. And then she got a look in on them making out back in the back with Anna in the uh, in the in the barn. Actually, they were just waking up. But but it's like, you know what? I would want to go back there, too. Well, what what did you think about that? Because when it when she took her back there to that barn and, and it showed them laying there. I thought instantly that this was like kind of like um, Girth had said earlier in the movie that he said something about how I can lead you to the edge of your like what I don't know what he called it like the edge of your like domain or something uh-huh. and it seemed like when she was there that's what was going on like they were in a complete alternate time and yeah, existence absolutely. and that her and her friend were still there like in real life but that she could live eternally that you know. Oh yeah, because they had control over all time and space and whatever. Because even Morgana would, she didn't. I mean, she just would appear places, you know, stuff like that. No, I, th- I actually thought it was a really good ending, and it was really sweet, you, you know, because she finally gave in. She finally made the right decision to stay. Oh yeah, and, and I, I am so bummed that there's not a Morgana Le Fay too in <laughs> twenty seven and thirty eight. 
but I would love to see that many sequels. I'm just glad she decided not to age because she was fine. Oh my gosh, she didn't need to age. No, I just could not believe. You know, in fact, I thought the girls in Virgin Witch were hot, but Morgana's girls, I think, I think beat them out. I think I'd pick Virgin Witch. You know, I. You know, okay. So I mean, that's fine. I mean, we. I mean, just on the girls. But the thing is, is I think with the way that they moved and the way that they. You know, interacted. Ah, I just love that. I don't know what I don't know what it is. I maybe I'm just all I don't know. I don't even want to say. <laughs> uh, but but no, that that should, I, I love him. Um, also, it's funny because um, you ever seen that double rainbow video? I've heard about it, but I haven't seen it. All right, I've seen so, the parody of it with uh, Doogie Howser. I have not seen that one. But basically, this guy goes freaking nuts for the double rainbow. He's like, "Is that a triple rainbow?" Well, that was me in one scene where I was like. Is that a lesbian scene? Is it a double lesbian scene? It's a tri- oh my gosh! Oh, it's so beautiful. Are you it's talking? The greatest about- thing I ever saw. The triple lesbos. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about the scene where uh, the blonde lesbian was standing up and the dark-haired one yes. was on her knees? Oh, yes. that was awesome. That really was the highlight of this film. Oh, I was like, oh, it's so beautiful. Oh my gosh, that was me. Oh, Sorry, that was great. Oh, <laughs> um. You know a scene I really liked in this movie? What one? Um, you know the scene where she actually... I thought it was a really cool special effect when she got on the boat and was standing on the boat as it took her across to the castle. Uh-huh. Because, first of all, there was no motor, and there were, I couldn't see any kind of... Oh, no, of, it just took her there, yeah. yeah. Any, any string or anything. Nope. And on top of that, she stood in a moving boat, which, you know, I've been on hundreds of boats, and if you're on a small boat like that, it's hard to stand while the damn thing's moving. Oh yeah. So I mean, and it was, it was the actress. It was magic. Oh, it was. It was. It was really cool. It was like you said. It was very dreamlike and stuff. How she did it. Um, she wasn't <laughs> naked, so it wasn't like a good dream. But. <laughs> but. Well, no, and that's when all the like the dream like state of the movie started. You know, yeah. uh, it was great. It, it was a great movie. It had a really it had a fantasy feel to me. It did, especially totally. at the very end when she gets the horse and stuff. Yep. Like I mean, I know it's the very end, but still. She she had to rub on she had to rub the ring on a on a log, which <laughs> is, you know, a double entendre for uh, <laughs> giving me a hand job. You know, the whole time the whole time she was doing that, and the horse wasn't there yet. I was like, I don't know if this is the right log. <laughs> like, is she gonna? Well, let's just let's just try every log till she gets it right. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> did you uh, get any else? Um, who uh, get any? Who else said that? I did. Uh... I got a bunch of them, but I only got one where I really felt good about, you know, the, uh, <laughs> the what I said. But it might be a little controversial. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I'm going to dedicate this to Rob Best. Um, the line was, I follow logic. And then uh, Morgana Le Fay goes, that's the worst sickness. Here you can be cured of it. Uh, that was Keith Oberman talking about Countdown. <laughs> yeah, political. I went there. I only have two, but I, I, its movie was really hard to get these from because you had to like pay attention while they're talking still, but also be trying to write something else down. But by the way, is it was it, was it difficult? I was going to say was it hard, but I'm like I don't even think I have to ask that question. Was <laughs> it, it was it difficult to like watch this and read at the same time? I think I missed a bunch of lines because I I wouldn't look down to read the the subtitles. Well, it had that going against it, and not only that, but to me it seemed like I don't know if. Just where they placed the the subtitle on the screen, it blended in a lot of times to the background. 
Oh, dude, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I didn't like that because there were some words I couldn't read because they were like the same colors as the damn background. Right. I was like, is that word the? I can't freaking tell. But, that uh, word is beaver. <laughs> There's a lot of that. <laughs> um, who else said that? Girth finds good guests. That was Ron Jeremy. <laughs> and death is for the old and ugly. That was Betty White when asked about her Golden Girls co-stars. Oh, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> uh, did you learn Not anything? Really. Uh, let's see. I learned that I want to live on a freaking lesbian-infested island. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if I learned this or if I'm just kind of trying to reiterate it to myself. Um, but these, I just love the ladies that were all natural beauties with soft skin. They weren't like the leather tan ladies, you know, like the, you know, they, uh, anyway. Dude, what um, happened, man? What do you mean? Just like with like, ladies in yeah. general? Yeah, what happened? Like, That's it, a great question because, I mean, okay, let, let, let's compare these ones to like the Piranha Girls. Oh, I know. The, the, the Piranha ones didn't have a freaking chance. These ladies were classy. They were they were, you know, uh, they, they just seemed soft and lovable, <laughs> you know, as opposed to like really just like greasy and tanned. And you know, I, I'm like, pretty sure you catch something from the girls in Piranha. Oh, I'm, I'm almost positive. I bet you every Piranha who ate one of those is now like spreading like Piranha herpes, <laughs> syphilis. Yeah, exactly. HPV. The P stands for Piranha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, that's all I learned. <laughs> I learned one thing. Uh, I learned that okay. frogs get horny from girl on girl. Did you know? Did you, you know that when they're in the barn at the beginning and they're like making out, there was like the loudest crickets and toads. Dude, sounds the frogs or the toads were man. They got louder as the girls started getting started getting like heavier into it. Well, like that's they, that's that's to cover the jerking off noise. <laughs> that's what the girth was outside jerking off with a frog. He had his junk in one hand and a frog in the other. Uh, girth. <laughs> Best name ever, dude. That's rude. Did you get a kick in the balls for this? I, I got a few. Um, uh, God for giving a midget with no neck. For making a hunchback midget with no neck. What the hell? <laughs> uh, second, uh, whoever came up with the name Orca for one of the hot ladies in this movie really failed. Yeah. There was. Did you see that? She was like, Orca, come here. It's like. Orca, I thought Free anyway. Willy, yeah, and that's what um, I did. No. Oh, sick. <laughs> um, and then uh, at the end, the three main nymphs for throwing girth under the bus. You, you remember that? They're like, "Oh, it was all him." Blah blah. Oh. I can't remember exactly. They, they turned into bitches. Yeah, what th- what a what a gaggle of bitches. Okay, I'll yeah. go with that. That's good. They're getting all their butts peed in. Um, <laughs> I, my kick in the balls goes to girth because for some reason you're living in a castle with like three hundred nymphs. And you want the main woman and no one else. Um, you know what? I would settle for like one of the other 500 of them because, oh my gosh. Exactly. Like I don't know why he was so obsessed with her, man. I think, I think though, maybe he wasn't obsessed with her per se, but her power. Because he wanted to be her master. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if that was a power thing or, or like a sex thing. <laughs> could be. You know what? It, it could be both. And uh, he actually called me up and wanted those anal beads, so I might let him borrow it. In fact, once you let someone borrow anal beads, it's probably best that you don't ask for them back. Oh, no. You, you never want to. <laughs> Not unless you're making a necklace. Wow. <laughs> the mammary count in this was 49. I can't believe it was so low. Yeah. It, I, they, were, they were quality, though. There were a lot of them, but they weren't as frequent as they were in like um, the other movies. But they, but they were awesome when they were on screen. 
You know, it's funny is there's a, I mean, this came out in like, like a, a, a lot of movies where, you know, they did like the, the sexploitation and stuff like that. And listen, I can't, I can't like, I can't knock that, whatever. But, and I've seen quite a few. Well, no, I, I don't know about quite a few, but I've seen a few. But this one, for some reason, got to me where the other ones were just, it just kind of seemed like throwaway. Like, oh, that's great. You know, freaking boobs. No. Yay. I thought this was a good movie. I, I really like this movie. Um, I thought the end was really cool. We, I mean, we yep. we already spoiled that, but um, I think on the Cadaver Lab scale, I I would give this a red box just because I don't know if I would watch it a whole lot. Oh, I already watched it two times. I know that's awesome, <laughs> dude. Well, let's put it this way: for the beautiful women, the weird dreamlike feeling to the whole thing, the sets were outstanding, the colors used were outstanding. Um, it did get a boring in a couple of spots. In fact, I did ha- I did fast forward the second time I watched it through like a 15 minute woman dancing scene. Yeah, that was you know, one of the spots. I, yeah, I got. It's like, oh my freaking crap! First of all, like they were dancing as if they were. Remember, remember, like in the original, what was that movie? Uh, Wicker Man. Oh yeah. How they did all this weird day. Kind of kind of reminded me a little bit of that. But it's like, how long is this shit going on? But you know how they kept your your attention during that scene was they interwove well, the girls getting it on. Oh yes. Yeah. And and so I had to sit through it. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, you had to. <laughs> but no, I mean it wasn't like an action packed fest. But I do give this a buy. Yeah. I mean I could see that. I mean it wasn't a bad movie at all. It's just not that I would watch it a whole lot. Um, uh, I'm gonna watch it tonight. I will tell you this. Um, did you, you didn't get a six degrees, or you did? No, I was hoping you would. I did get a six degrees for this, and I'm going to tell you right now, this is the hardest freaking six degrees I've ever had to do. <laughs> um, yes. And I used every bit of the six degrees. So, um, oh, good. I'm actually going to put it out there that if one of our listeners can get less than six on this, I'd be real interested. I mean, I'll send you out a prize. Um, I have a book. It's Surrealism and the Black Dahlia yeah. Murder. So it's um, it's an art book based on the crime. But oh, uh, cool. so I'll tell you what I got. Uh, Alfred Ballou, who played Girth, was in Cop or Hood with Tony Kendall, who was in Voce del Verbo Amore with Gisela Marengo, who was in Mother of Tears with Aja Argento, who was in Land of the Dead with Tom Savini, who was in Demolitionist with Bruce Campbell. And that was exactly six. Perfect, dude. Man. I'm glad you did that because, yeah, I I gave up on it. It was hard. You know how long I it took never me? Never gone with Girth. To, uh, an, an hour. Yeah, an hour. Wow, freaking hour, dude! It's just insane for one one six degrees, man. Because every single one of these people in the movie either had never been in another movie, or they only did French stuff. And so I had to start finding French actors on. Every, I went through every movie on their IMDb looking for something that may have had an American actor in it, or someone who may have crossed the sea and been in something over here. Uh huh. And, uh, well, you did a good job, man. Oh, thank uh, you. Speaking of Black Dahlia, I, I need to apologize to you. What's that? The Black Dahlia murder? Oh, the band or the murder? No, the band. Oh, one of my favorites. I, I don't I don't even – I thought I didn't like those guys, but somebody talked me into checking them out again. Well, actually, I was in somebody's car, and they listened to them. I'm like, this is them? I come to find out that, that uh, the people who I thought were the Black Dahlia murder who I didn't like – wasn't even them. Who'd you think they were? I can't remember, but I can see the band. I can see. Who, I can see the video. What was but the video? I, I don't know. Some jackasses singing on a freaking stage. I don't remember. But so I got all the Black Dahlia Murder, and I've been rocking those guys. Um, my favorite CD of theirs is Nocturnal. 
Um, I have it. I have. I checked out their newest one. Their newest, which is the new one's probably my least favorite. Oh, is it really? I love it. I but I like it, and I've been listening to that uh, probably two or three times in the last you know week and some week and a half. No, I really like it a lot, but um, it, like it's yeah. Out of the four CDs they put out, it's my least favorite. Oh, really? Oh, but I have to check out the other one. Oh, dude, the one before Nocturnal is freaking awesome. That's going on my playlist for tomorrow. Yeah, um, but um, they're they're probably my favorite metal band, especially of the new bands, because those guys are kick-ass people to meet and stuff. They're awesome to hang out with. Really? And, yeah, they're badass. They're partiers, man. Like crazy partiers. Well, I wouldn't know anything about that, so all right. <laughs> no, I'm glad you uh, like them, though. You know what? Speaking of that, guess guess what? Uh, I, I want everybody to know that I did my first uh, karaoke this last weekend. <laughs> what would you sing? I sang a double shot of Huey Lewis in the News, Heart of Rock and Roll, and The Power of Love. Oh, you went, oh my gosh, I rocked it. You went back to the future on their ass. I did. I, I, uh, I felt a little like Patrick Bateman. <laughs> you know, so I didn't kill anybody. You take home a hooker? Um, well, not that night. No. So that doesn't count. Does it? <laughs> I'm just using. Just like, uh, cool, answer, answer this. Do you run around naked with a chainsaw? Uh, why do you want to know? I just wanted to know. Uh, I can send you some pictures. <laughs> you chasing Ferguson <laughs> with a chainsaw naked? <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, so, uh, you ready to, uh, is that all you have for this one? That's all I got for Slave Girls. <laughs> Our girl I love that you just said that. <laughs> That's all I got for the Slave Girls. Sweet. All right, we'll be right back. Cool.
Hey guys, Gracie's Poppy here, giving you another update on what's been going on in the Cadaver Lab forums. Aren't you lucky? We have Julie. She's been giving us uh, updates on her movie venture, and plus there's a link there to her protege, the movie blog, so you can be keeping up on her progress there. Uh, Johnny Tabraham has been giving us updates every now and then on his upcoming podcast with fellow forum member Neutron69 and some other friends of his. Uh, really can't wait for that one to come out. I'd like to hear what they have to say. Uh, of course, we have links to the Corpse Collective, the Fear Inside, and Root Rot's blog, The Witch's Hat. And if you guys have not been checking those sites out, well, what the hell's wrong with you? You know, get on it. Damn. Uh, let's see, we also have more entries into the Brit uh, slang dictionary, thanks to Zombie Girl. Now, Mike can understand the proper use of the word bollocks, because he really cocked it up last time on the uh, Cadaver Classics. Also, we have a forum game going on, uh, started by Ferguson, which may or may not be a contest. I don't know, I'm, I'm not in charge of contests, so I can't tell you. But... Basically, it's a, a caption uh, game, just uh, a picture from a movie, and everybody, you know, puts in their bullcrap little captions. It's cool. It's fun. So, that's what's been going on. We have a couple of big names uh, become members of the forums, but, you know, why aren't you joining up? You know, it, it, it's not going to hurt. It doesn't cost you anything. And besides, it's where all the cool kids hang out. So, why wouldn't you want to be here? join up and that's all i got for you right now i'll talk to you later take care and we're back with superstition from 1982 all the stories about murders and ghosts haunted they say i'm scared two kids were killed out there one kid was gutted and the other microwave. There was a warning. There are many houses on this foundation. All of them and their tenants come to bad ends. And only one man listened. Well, when did this violence begin? There was a legend. We want justice! Too late, has it already started? There is a superstition, and will anyone survive? Superstition. The victims who died were the lucky ones. Superstition. The IMDb for this movie is a 5.5, and it's directed by James W. Roberson, written by Galen Thompson, and it's starring 
James Houghton as Reverend Thompson, Albert Salmi as Inspector Sturgis, Lynn Carlin as Melinda, Larry Pinnell as George, and Robert Simmons as Pike. Looks like, it looks like I wrote Simons. <laughs> Simons. It's weird. I don't know. Um, but the synopsis, it's about a family who moves into a long-condemned New England household with a big pond out back that everybody loves to swim in. <laughs> Soon, however, they find that the pond was the site of the execution by drowning of a witch 300 years before, and she's back for revenge. And that's pretty much it. The movie starts off, and um, this you basically see that there's... It seemed like from the beginning they talked about how there's kind of a cover-up, like the church was involved with the land right. and stuff. And mm-hmm. then you meet this character of this lady who lives next door, and uh, I think her name was Elvira. And she, yep. and she had the handicapped son who basically ran around and just got into everything. I mean, damn, he just seemed to be everywhere, just <laughs> causing havoc. But the house is supposedly, oh, oh, you know, I, I just skipped over the, one of the best parts of the movie. The movie starts the, off where the two guys sneak the into the house. And yep. and uh, one guy goes upstairs, and the I guess the ghost of the witch sticks his head in the microwave after oh after it slams him around the whole room, sticks his head in the microwave, and it explodes. His friend comes upstairs, and when trying to escape through the window, gets bisected, like completely cut that, in half. Oh my! That was probably one. It, it was one of the greatest opening scenes of any movie. You you know what though? It's like, first of all, the with the microwave scene and everything. The witch not only blew his head up, but she figured everything out somehow. So that it blew up right when that guy came up, right when his friend came up. It blew up. He saw the whole thing, freaked out. And then I, here I am reeling from an awesome microwave head blow up. And all of a sudden, he gets bisected. Dude, I, I, the gore I was, was amazing. I just started laughing. That was awesome. Yeah, and I knew right away. That that right there sets up what the rest of this movie is going to be like. Uh-huh. And uh, right away, um, you know, you get these two awesome deaths. Uh, you said she figured out how to time it perfectly. I, I imagine she was like MacGyver's great, great, great grandmother or something. Oh, I'm sure. She I'm sure she rigged it with a safety pin or something. <laughs> and a douche. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, the family moves in, and immediately weird things start happening in the house. You know, I think about halfway through the movie, the son disappears, and you know they're looking for him, and really just a whole lot of weird stuff happens. It's to me, it just seemed like. A series of occurrences. I mean, they kind of go into the backstory of the witch, and they show her being drowned in the lake. Right. Um, that was kind of cool how they did that too. They put her on the cross, and then you know, basically face first into the water. Right. You know, those. In, in my opinion, the flashback scenes were probably well. Besides, besides the two deaths in the beginning, and then the one like uh, what do you call that? Like a circle, circular saw. Oh yeah. You know that death too. Um, that was probably my favorite part of the whole movie, dude. I. You, I, I thought this was a pretty good movie, but it, to me, it never got better than those three scenes. I'll tell you what, the uh, that circular saw you just, you just brought up, that uh-huh. was so freaking... Like, if, if you had actually been there and you'd seen something like that happen, you'd be in oh, therapy yeah. forever because you would know it was oh, something dude. supernatural. Oh, dude. And it was freaking... It was pretty brutal. I mean, freaking circular saw, okay? And he, it, like, saws up a priest or a cop. I can't remember. No, it was which. a priest. Was it? Yeah. And, well, the worst, oh, I think it was a priest. The worst part, though, is that it bounces, it comes detached while the guy's using it, and then it bounces yeah. on the floor, hits the, the priest or the cop, 
and as it hits him, it's still spinning all the way through him. It actually comes out his back. <gasps> oh, yeah. And when it lands that on the ground, awesome. it, just, it just spins and falls. It was great. Again, it was MacGyvered up by the witch. Oh, I'm telling you, man. That witch, she's a badass. She should start her own, like, <laughs> Halloween special effects gag shop. <laughs> Pretty badass. Um, but um, I'm trying to remember. I watched this about three weeks ago. So You know what? I'm in the same boat as you because we were going to record this forever ago. And I haven't watched it since. I feel like I'm like stumbling through this, but um, well, I feel ill prepared. I will tell you this: um, this movie holds nothing back. I mean, once you get further into the movie, I did not think the witch would kill children and stuff, and that got thrown right out. Oh yeah, it, it, he, he didn't he? Did, she killed the uh, the dude that was uh, the 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 greatest uh, jumping frog of Calaveras County. Yeah, <laughs> that kid, man. I mean, she. She killed uh, the daughter too, right? At the at the end. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And the mother. Man, I'm I'm drawing a blank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of things in this that I was just like, I really like this movie, and there were only a few parts where it got boring toward like the I would say like the final act. Yeah. But it picked right back up pretty fast. Well, in the ending, it was good, but. But it seemed like they were trying to fill it up a little bit to make it feature length. Oh yeah, you know, um, you know, and you had you had all sorts of good characterizations, like uh, the house that was supposedly the witch's house uh, was being the, the church owned the lands and whatnot, and they were moving in a family for a priest who was on his last chance, and you know he has struggles with his two daughters, and you know because uh, they think he's some kind of a loser, and you know he's trying to gain redemption through this, and um, you know, and just all sorts of weird stuff happens. I mean, there's all sorts of subplots going on. There's uh, um, obviously. Obviously, the you know the, kind of the main plot is dealing with uh, Elvira and, and her son and trying to figure out how what's happening with all these deaths. You know, I mean, because the cops are there investigating, they're trying to figure out what's going on. Of course, they all assume it's uh, the handicapped kid, but uh, you know, I mean, so you got I mean, you got a little bit of uh, a little bit of plot going on there. So I, I really liked it, and you know, but um, I don't know. I did. I mean, it, this this movie was only, only okay to me. I, I mean, it was it was very eighties, and it, it, the, it, I remember at the beginning of the movie thinking, "Well, how have I not even ever heard of this movie?" Oh, I neither. Be, and it's like, oh, because this is awesome, you know. After the first few deaths, but then after a while, it just kind of petered out to me. Um, but like I said, uh, I do, I did like the uh, uh, the, the flashback scenes. Uh, I did learn that uh, sometimes priests look like they're in a, in a black metal band. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, other than that. I don't know. I wasn't a huge. I didn't love this movie. I, I agree that it um, shot its wad pretty early. Yeah, but absolutely. But I don't know. Like I still thought that it, it kind of kept me. It kept me pretty interested in it till the very end. There, like I said, there were some slow parts. But yep. um, you were talking about the retarded son running around, and you know something that every time <laughs> I cracked up laughing every time was any time he would be cornered by the cops, he would just turn into this like retarded ape. And just start like throwing people around and knocking shit over. I mean, and they had his own music oh, for when that happened. Yeah, it was it was crazy, and it happened like two or three times in the damn movie. It was so funny, and I really laughed out loud, man. I mean, I wasn't even like I was just chuckling. I was, Lulled. I was. It was like watching Corky from Life Goes On go on a freaking rampage. <laughs> Started throwing lamps and shit, knocking over cops. Uh, he, there were scene. There was a scene where he like threw a cop, I think. But oh, it was excellent, I man. I was- I, 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 yeah, 
I, I have to say that uh, I, di- I, don't, I don't know. I think that I have an issue uh, with the fact that it's just kind of turned out to be, you know, mediocre and non, non-memorable. I mean, maybe it's a fact that I watched it three weeks ago. Yeah. But it's like, but it's like, I, I literally forgot about. I forgot this movie a couple of days later. I, I, mean, I was trying to think back. I can say that too. I did forget a lot about it, but some of the deaths were just phenomenal. Like I thought, like right. just the opening scene was badass. This all. Um, oh yeah. You know, there was a cool one at the end. I think with the dad, but I can't remember what it was. I should have wrote it down. Um, but. Yeah, it kind of fizzled out. Um, in fact, you'll—I don't know. It—it's it, funny because this one dealt more with like a direct horror witch than the other two, but uh, I know. But it just—it didn't hold your attention. It could have been the lack of boobs. The main uh, was you know that zero. that could that could have been that could have been it because I mean here we are. Uh, actually, this was the first movie I watched, so I guess I can't really use that. But still. Yeah, no, I I don't know. I I think the problem, I think the main problem with this was is that in the beginning it looked like it had so much potential, and then ended up just kind of petering out. Yeah. Did you uh, get any? Who else said that? I didn't get anything for this. Movie. None. Okay, I got a few of them. Um, okay. Shut your bitchy mouth. That's me to Justin Bieber. Shut your oh. bitchy little mouth. Okay. Um, oh <laughs> mighty God, look at her face. That were that was the uh, MTV executives after seeing Heidi Montag's plastic surgery. Uh, I'm sure that's hilarious, but I don't know who that is. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Um, one more. Uh, you cannot kill me. I'll never die. That's Larry King. Oh, you know what? I'm going to take you up on that. I take that as a challenge. Why's that? I'm going to go try to kill him now. Oh, he no, he won't die, dude. He, he's a uh, he was the model of Terminator right before Arnold. <laughs> I think he's like the T minus <laughs> one. You know what, guys? Our Terminators kick a lot of ass, but for some reason, this one just looks like a pussy. Yeah, <laughs> they got <laughs> rid of him. Um, oh man, sweet! I learned a couple things. Sir, I learned that microwaves really can be bad for your health. Oh my gosh, that was awesome! I learned that severed hands just want a little love. <laughs> well, who doesn't? Plus, you can use them as the stranger when you're jacking up. <laughs> and I learned that you can clean dishes with just your index finger. <sighs> Beautiful. It was awesome. They were taking dishes out, and the kid, like, they got the glass and just wiped his finger around the rim of the glass and started drinking. I'm like, dude, that's dirty, ass. You are gross. You are a germophobe. That's fine. The witch got him. Oh, dude. You know what? I feel like I gave this. I feel like I gave this uh, movie. Didn't give this movie maybe enough of a chance. But I really, for some reason or another, I I just lost all interest in it. You know. I mean, I would. I literally give this maybe an AMC. Uh, I give it a red box. But it's pretty. Yep. It's a pretty high one because I think some of the deaths are definitely worth checking out multiple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, multiple okay. well, that's cool. Um, uh, you know, and, and to be honest with you, I didn't. I don't know what it was, but I, you know, maybe I ought to give this movie another chance because for some reason I feel like I have a little bit of undue hatred for this movie. Pass. I th- I think it was just because they 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 like I said they blew their wad in the in the first twenty minutes. Yeah, and that's never good. You know. Yeah, and then after that, it's just like, oh, okay. We got to go through all this boring crap again. All right, that's cool with me. Did you get Whatever. a kick in the balls? Um, Just the movie. <laughs> just the movie in general. Um, yep. Mine goes to Elvira, just for letting her retarded son run wild. Well, plus with a name like that, aren't you supposed to be really hot? And she was not. Oh, no. She was like one of the old ladies who betrayed the witch in the last movie. <laughs> 
Rude. Oh yeah. So so I'm gonna say out of out of all these movies that we watched today, you all need to unless you're female, you all need or unless you're a lesbian, you all need to go out and get the girl slaves of Morgana Le Fay. I love that movie. Can I I could talk about that for another hour if you want. <laughs> Just the boobs. Oh my god. The Ferb Herger. Everybody's gonna be gonna watch that movie and they're gonna be like, what? "You son of a bitch! You re- this wasn't that great." Because you know there are a lot of people. You know it's funny because I read a lot of reviews of how good it was, but there's a lot of people who tweeted and said, "Oh, it's so boring." So to each their own. I can see that, but I mean I liked it. What are you gonna do? Um, I got a six degrees. Here. Larry Pinnell, who played Kimo Sabi in Bubba Hotep, started with Bruce Campbell in it. Oh wow, Kimo Sabi. Yep, he was the dad in this. Oh, cool. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Wow, that was easy. Yeah, I mean, that was the easiest one of the, all of these. <laughs> oh, jeez. Damn Organa Le Fay well, and hard-ass six degrees. Well, yeah, as you say, you put in your time, so you deserved an easy one. Oh, yeah, it was hard. Anyway, I'm, I'm kind of done talking about that movie. Did I Do I disappoint you in my hatred for it? And this one? Yeah. No, I mean, no, I, mean I, I didn't think you were going to be as low on it, but, um, I mean, I can see where you're coming from because I think I, I really... Got bored halfway through it too, but I really liked the kills. Well, the, ki- the some of the kills were great, but they're on the beginning. Yeah, well, I mean, there are a couple toward the end, but they're not as great. No, not even close. No, I think that's anyway. when their budget fizzled out. Was the end? You know what? And that totally could be. And you know what? I'm gonna actually. Uh, I, might, I might give this another watch. So, so maybe I don't. No, I'm not. <laughs> Screw it. Sorry, sorry. I. It was okay. That's awesome. Oh, sweet man. Well, you got anything else for it? No, that's all I got for this movie. Oh, thank goodness. It really wasn't that bad, people. I apologize. Yeah. I apologize to all of you. Well, it's funny thing you're saying. It's funny because I actually uh, have this coming to me through Amazon. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. But I don't. So, the reason I wouldn't give it a buy on the show is just because I'm not sure it's for everybody. But I bought it because it's really cheap. I got it. I got it. For, <laughs> I got it for a couple bucks on Amazon, and it's in the gore is definitely worth a couple bucks. Yeah. Oh, the the beginning scene period's worth a couple bucks. Oh yeah. Well, okay. Well, awesome. Awesome movies. Which is this was a tough one. I mean, there were there aren't a lot of good movies to choose from, and obviously we chose a couple of uh, movies that may have been a little more focused on boobs than actually horror or whatever. Um, the I was. So, one movie, though, that I did watch but we didn't do for the show was Simon King of the Witches. That was pretty good. You, you haven't seen that, have you? No. Who's in it? Um, actually, I have no idea. I, don't re- I didn't recognize anybody. Is it foreign? But, or uh, is it, is it's, it... No, it's from, it's from like the 70s. You should check it out. It, it's, a good, it's a good witch movie. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I happened to watch it, and that was pretty good. Is Simon King um, of the Witches? Simon King of the Witches. Yeah, I'll check that out. Check it out. But uh, appreciate everybody for sending in their voicemails. The number is 206-339-2730. Um, by the way, if uh, you call up and you're perverted, we are going to play it. Yeah, definitely. I, I think I think we proved that this episode. <laughs> Again, the number is 206-339-2730. Uh, anyways, uh, thanks to Victims Willing for letting me play some of their music. Uh, do you have anything else overall? Any, any uh, little bits of words of wisdom from Johnny Crew? Not really. Go to Kruger right. Nation. Uh, go to our forums. Forums. That's all I got. Awesome. Hey, well, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And from the Kid Lab, we will see you. Bitches. Bitches.